Kaboosh.net. We're on the interweb, you know. It's time for Kaboosh. Well, hello there, and welcome to the very first Kaboosh podcast show. Voiceover man, you know, the bloke from X Factor, Britain's Got Talent, E4, and countless other shows. On a regular basis, we're going to be bringing you our little podcast show, which will feature celebrities talking like you've never heard them before. J L S. Arisha. Yes, indeed. You know when you're having a. What's going through your mind? Wow. We have new music, fun, and shameless plugs for things we want you to buy. In this first edition, we've got a feast of entertainment. Yes, I've been around and about with my microphone and bumped into some old friends. And as a special treat in this very first podcast, you're going to hear me in intimate, exclusive conversation with Lord Dermot O'Leary of O'Learyshire. You're going to love this, because I actually made him cry. Well, that's enough guff from me for now. So let's kaboosh! Well, I'm with Dermot O'Leary now. Don't look at me like that, Dermot, please. I like it. We've known each other for many, many years. We have, but I've never seen you like this before. And we're very excited that you've agreed to be in the very first Kaboosh podcast for students. I hope... Uh, and pray that you're feeling, like me, a little, you know, frisson up the back of your neck. There's a frisson there. Or maybe something around the back of your knees, I don't know. There's definitely a frisson there. It's, it's an honour to be asked. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Peter. First of all, I've got to talk to you about X Factor. It's the show of the moment, Dermot. Yeah. Uh, we both know it's getting huge audiences. It doesn't get much bigger than X Factor, does it? No, it doesn't. And it sort of freaks me out, because this is my third year. And I thought, in the first, the first year I did it, I thought... Just don't get sacked. And the second year I did it, I thought, oh yeah, I can actually just, in, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. And but this year, but I think because we've gone over two days, Saturday and Sunday, which I'm really enjoying, um, more people are watching. But I'm not entirely sure where they've come from because it's not like it's a new show. So it's not like people can just look at it and go, uh, you know, look at it. Oh, what's this? What's this thing on Sunday night? You know, I mean, we, we're rating about three or four million more than we were last year. Oh, I no one's told you yet. I don't know where these people are coming from. They're all friends of mine. Oh, they? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> my extended family, don't appreciate my that. fan club. <laughs> you look, to be frank, you look, you look very, very comfortable on that huge stage. But what was your uh, your impression of that stage when you first walked out on it, the very first show three years ago? What were your feelings as those doors opened and I introduced you. I felt like a uh, thank you for the introduction. I felt like a, a prize fighter, if I'm honest with you. I just felt like Oh, so you weren't shitting yourself? I was 100% shitting myself. I was so scared. And, but, but you know the scared bit's almost the best bit. Like the bit before you do the show is that people always ask me, oh, how do you do it? How do you go out that's the, that's almost one of the reasons why you do it. It's like being it's like doing a bungee jump every Saturday and Sunday. You know, before you do it, you're just thinking. But the minute the doors open, you, your your brain just goes, oh yeah, this is what you do for a living. And talking about being scared, who scares you? You, you seem like a fairly fearless chap, but are you scared of anyone? Or indeed, has anyone ever scared you? My girlfriend gives me a look. When I get the look, I get scared. Oh, the look. We all know the look, <laughs> exactly. Dermot. They don't have to say anything. Yeah. Oh God, no. If they say anything, then you know you've overstepped the mark. It's just all you need is the look. And privately or professionally, have you ever screwed up? Oh, God, yes. Privately and professionally. Oh, good. Privately so many times. Care to share? Um, professionally, uh, I once misread a text that came in to say, 
that was doing the eclipse and um, and the guy said he did the shortest night shit ever and it was for a children's television program uh, well, I, was, I was doing the bigger breakfast and I just stopped and I just thought and I was doing it with JC Darby who's just a brilliant presenter and far more experienced than me at the time and you know um, had far better command of live television I th- turned around and just thought it's okay because JC will be standing by me so she'll be able to cover this and it'll be fine so I just turned around to her and she'd collapsed on the we were outside the picnic table and she just collapsed the picnic table laughing and I just realised I was totally on my own but no one seemed to complain <laughs> <laughs> I remember another one of your famous phrases Dermot uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago on air you may not even have realised you said it but you actually described Leona as our own homegrown superstore no I didn't too many Argos ads maybe no I didn't <laughs> Simon Cowell. Now, let's talk about him briefly. What's he like as a boss? Honest. Well, I'll tell you what I like about him. He's um, tough, pushes you. But what I like about him is you can have a proper conversation with him and what he hates, he sees through fear immediately and hates fear and sees through bullshit and, and hates that as well. So he's just he's just very straight. If you're straight with him, we'll be straight with you. Well, that's us both screwed then. Absolutely. <laughs> so what have you learned from him? Well, it, to be honest with you, it's been mostly don't be be fearless. Just, you know, don't be worried about anything. Just go for it. And it's, you know, and he sort of subscribes to that mantra. It's always better to ask for an apology than it is from permission. It's all given me. He's never, he never said those words, but that's his attitude. Come, come, come. Have you ever been out on the piss with any of the judges? I had a good night with Louis. And we've all had a good night with Louis. Um, well, speak for yourself. Haven't we, though? <laughs> um, I had a good night with Louis. I've I spent a couple of really wonderful nights in Ibiza with Danny. And um, last year at Nice, in Nice, we had, at Cheryl's place, we had... Uh, we had a wonderful evening. We didn't really go out, but it's mainly when we did the judges' house, it's the only time we ever get to spend a bit of time together. Is the competitiveness between the judges real, or is it imaginary? I think they like each other, but I think that um, when the red light goes, they desperately want their acts to win, and they want the bragging rights of next year. I mean, there's nothing worse than for Louis than Cheryl just going, yeah, but I won last year, so you, you can shut up. And it's, that kills it. Um, and you, you know, you see it when we go on tour. So they definitely, I think, they definitely want to win. I think they get on. Can we talk a bit about your own university education, Dermot? You studied yes, at Middlesex University. I did, yeah. Which is a fine establishment. I know it well. What now? It's just off the ring road. Uh, it's a fine establishment <laughs> now. Or... Wasn't it then? It was all right. There weren't enough books in the library, so it's one of those, you know, it's one of those, one of those degrees where you just went, okay, I'll go and look that up, and you realise that. Did you was... say there were no books, or no library, or no books in the library? There weren't enough books in the library. Uh, so I, I. But who reads books anyway at university? It's not what it's for, is it? Well, my lecturers did, so I sort of needed to try and get more than the 2-2, which I didn't. Tell us a bit about that experience at university. Was it late nights, girls, parties, the usual story? It wasn't, actually. I didn't really enjoy the first year of university that much, just because... I got I had a fantastic sixth form and I loved it and I did A levels and, and went, suddenly found myself in London and um, which is where I really wanted to be, but um, Middlesex had quite a lot of mature students so there wasn't really a campus for it and I deliberately didn't want to go to a campus university I wanted to go to a city, um, so I I it wasn't as much fun as I thought it would be but then you know after a while you, you just sort of you get used to it and you find a nice group of friends and. You know, you live a student's lifestyle in London. What did you read uh, there? I did politics and uh, media. Interesting. So, uh, did you get involved with student politics when you were there? No, no, no. I didn't have any interest in joining a political party. I was just, I'm just interested in politics. So, I, um, I, um, I really enjoyed my studies there. And, I, you know, uh, I've never been active in politics. I just like, I love 
I love party politics. I love watching Question Time. And, and, and I started out as, a, as when I was a runner. That was my first job. I started out in the documentary uh, politics documentary company, which I really enjoyed. Oh, right. Uh, the NUS, I don't know whether you know, is currently fighting to stop politicians raising the cap on tuition fees, uh-huh. uh, which would mean that they would be able to charge up to, I think, £30,000 per student. What's your view on that? Okay. Shouldn't education be free? I know. I, well, it was when I was there. I got, we got the... Um, I, got my, I, I certainly think the education should be free, yeah. I mean, I got my student fees paid for and then my dad was doing okay so you know I didn't get a grant so I just took a couple of loans and my dad helped me out and so I sort of you know paid him back as best I could um, and it just seems desperately unfair now that people don't you know don't get a free education. And have you paid your debt back fully now Dermot? And then some. I should think so. <laughs> One final thing I'd like to talk He's to you about. He's doing just fine let me show you. <laughs> Uh, the biggest gig I think probably you ever had, apart from X Factor, was it not introducing Michael Jackson? Oh yeah. Now there was, a, I saw that uh, mm. that night. There was a huge delay between the time that you introduced Michael coming on stage and him coming on. Yeah, no idea. Uh, when he actually appeared, what, what what was going through your head? I was thinking, thank Christ you're here. You is, and the, the, the funny thing was he. There was a massive gap between me introducing the VT and the VT going out, and then there was a massive gap between me saying it. And I was caught in no man's land because I just thought, what I can't do is try and fill now because if I if I try and fill the time, he's just going to walk out behind me, killing your punchline entirely. Well, it, well, also I, I'll get murdered from the people that have booked me for the gig because there's supposed to be this big entrance on a lock-off shot where Michael Jackson walks out, and if I can, you know, and I, went, I think I just said he's going to come out any second. I'm looking behind me, thinking, Christ, if he comes out now, I'm dead. Then getting out of shot, and then I'm just thinking, is he going to? Is he going to? And I'm, I didn't know what to do because I just thought, well, I can talk to the audience and get them revved up, but if I do that and he walks out, it's just going to spoil the whole thing, and I'll, keep, I'll be murdered for it. So I just had to sort of like not be afraid of the silence and just wait for him to come out. Did Simon Cowell's fearlessness message come back to you at that point? <laughs> it's, it's, As you were like a rabbit caught in the headlights. You have no idea. It's, it's, it's imprinted. All you right. died a thousand deaths and you wished the floor could swallow you up. I've been there myself many times. Yeah. Uh, but what did he say to you before he spoke to the audience? Because oh, he said something to this you. This is oft, oft reported, but unfortunately it's, uh, it's relatively innocuous. He just uh, whispered in my ear, is the teleprompter on? And I was like... I just said to him, yeah, yeah, it's, it is, because, you know, I didn't have any scripted lines, and I said, yeah, you've got, um, there's, there's your speech. And so he went over and then essentially just ignored the teleprompter completely and just said, this is it, because this is it, about 3,000 times, and then punched the air, did a little dance, and then went off, and that was it. But i tell you what, how little I know. I mean, you know, it's tragic that he died and so forth. But he gave me this hug, and I just all I could think of when he was hugging me was, man, this guy's in great shape. You had a feel. Oh, I did, yeah. Which goes to show how much I know, because he obviously, you know, died three months later. Yes. Dermot, can I say thank you very much indeed for You're agreeing to talk to Kabouche. It's been a great pleasure having you on, and may I wish you every success with The X Factor. Thank you, Peter. Say it again. The X Factor. The X Factor. Thanks. One it's more. time for the end <laughs> of the interview. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. It's time. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time on Kaboosh, the podcast. Coming up on Kaboosh, the podcast. Exclusive interviews with JLS, Simon Cowell, Joe Pasquale, Bob Mortimer, and Piers Morgan. To name but a few. Nice. (laughs) 
forget to look me up on Facebook. Oh dear. <clears throat> Sorry about that. And now. <laughs> if you've just seen what I've seen, you'd be laughing too. Oh, I say. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Oh yes, one more thing. I've now got an email address on the interweb. So if you'd like to get in touch, send an email to podcast at kaboosh.net. Use it for general abuse, feedback, and questions for forthcoming interviews that you'd like me to put to the great and good. That sort of stuff. Also, don't forget to log on to kaboosh.net for future podcast shows and loads of other stuff you don't need. But really, 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 really,